Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, This week, I'm really excited to chat with my guest. Um, She's actually my third guest from New Zealand, uh, although she's Canadian, but she lives in New Zealand, which I can't wait to hear more about. Um, But her name is Amy Cunliffe, and After spending a decade supporting entrepreneurs, startups, and corporations grow their businesses internationally, Amy quit everything and left her career behind. Uh, She's now a certified business coach and creator of the signature framework, The Entrepreneur's Compass, and she's helped 40-plus solopreneurs overcome obstacles on their path to success to grow their business and book clients. So thanks so much for um, joining me from the future. Um, It's Friday morning for where you are. Thank you so much, Nicole. I'm super excited to be here and hang out with you today. Yeah, me too. Um, So yeah, I would love to. I know you worked in the corporate world. I was digging around, you know, on your website and everything. Uh, But yeah, if you could just kind of share with us how you got to where you're at today, what that journey kind of looked like, we'd love to learn more. Yeah, thank you. Um, So I was someone who um, at a young age, really took on board that idea of a follow your passion and b make sure that you um, get a good job. <laughs> and so I was like, "How do you do the two of those at the same time?" <laughs> um, and I landed in like I started a career actually um, in the snowboard industry, and then I zigzagged over into um, supporting um, my local council through the library program, and I accidentally landed in an innovation role there. And that innovation role led me to a career that supported all these startups, uh, these small business owners, large corporates, basically grow their businesses internationally. And so I ended up building all these services um, in my organization that I was with. And a lot of these services were used by hundreds and hundreds of of early stage and and growth-based businesses and to do their endeavors to grow overseas. And I really loved what I did. And yet there was like a moment and like that moment just became bigger and bigger for me where I was like, I love this, but there's something that I just, it just couldn't connect properly. It was like all the pieces were falling into place, but something wasn't. Mm -hmm. And in 2018, um, I was asked a question by someone who said like, you know, when was the last time you made a decision with your feelings? And it was such a simple and innocent question. Mm -hmm. And I was really stumped by it. I was like, what do you mean? Like you make decisions based on rationale and what you do. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And I was like, logic. And uh, and she was like, no, I just think you should sit with that one. And I was like, oh, and I, it was that, it was that thing that was disconnected was like, I wasn't making decisions with how I felt. I was always what felt, what was right. Like what felt right by my brain. Mm Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. And that's what led me to quit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I was like, well, I got so many things right, but I was like, shoot, I'm not including this other part of me. Um, 
And so then I went on one of those wonderful, like my version of an eat, pray, love, which wasn't at all like that, but like that (laughs) mine was, uh, uh, accept an unreasonable invitation to Morocco, do some breath work and come out the other end and be like, I guess I'm turning into an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) It's even better than eat, pray, love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was all a surprise to me. Um, yeah, because when I quit, I thought I have no idea what I'm going to do. And I was really stuck on the title that I had. Mm-hmm. And so I never really understood that I would become an entrepreneur. And then um, this unreasonable invitation that I said yes to, I ended up on a retreat with a bunch of entrepreneurs that looked different. Mm-hmm. So I had always been around SaaS and startups and large corporates. So lots of, of money and venture capitalists. And so I always thought that's what it meant to build a business. Mm-hmm. And then I did this 180 in Morocco where I met all these solo entrepreneurs, these consultants just running their businesses, these digital nomads. And I was like, wow, like there's this whole other way of doing this that I had never considered. Yeah. And then I went to India, did my yoga teacher training, so really like dropped all of that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's nice. But it was planted in my brain. And uh, when I was in India, I was uh, the only time I met people who were not on the yoga course was on my lunch hour. And I met a bunch of digital nomads. And this one guy in particular was heading to Silicon Valley to pitch to venture capitalists. And I had actually just built a service for that exact reason in my last job before I quit. So I sat there and like would offer him advice and he would take it and then he'd show up the next day and he'd be like, oh, I changed this based on that. And I was like, huh. And after a couple of weeks, he was like, I'm super like, I feel really confident and pumped. I've spoken to my business partners and we feel really good about going to Silicon Valley now and doing this work. And I was like, yeah, that sounds really great. And that's when I was like, huh, my skill set could help people. Mm-hmm. At this level of like being a solopreneur, just starting out, and I I could be someone who supports that, and that's how I ended up where I am today. I love that, and and that started twenty twenty three, uh, twenty twenty. I'm sorry, so about three yeah. years ago. Okay. Yeah, so twenty nineteen, I was uh, in, in India doing the yoga teacher training, and <laughs> that's when the, the penny dropped. And then it took me a few more months to really allow that to land into my body of like, how would that look like? So in 2020, I, I started my business. Oh, I love that. And I love too, that you listen to you know, your feelings, your intuition. Um, Cause you know, yeah, like you said, a lot of times we're not taught to do that or that we should even kind of like think about that. And again, like what makes sense, what's logical, but that doesn't, you know, that, that shouldn't be the only factors in what we decide to do, you know, with our life and our business and everything. Absolutely. And and I like to think of it um, now and like the other side of it, like it's like Kim, I used to just make decisions with my brain only. Mm-hmm. And it was like, OK, it, this feels clear and logical. Yeah. But I was tur- like wasn't listening to my gut to be like, am I trusting that this is the right thing for me mm-hmm. or for like, you know, my family or whatever it might be? So I was turning that off. And then I also wasn't really listening to like my heart of being kind of like, am I compelled? Like, do I want to actually be doing this? Mm-hmm. And that that innocent question of like, when was the last time you made a decision with your feelings started to really make me realize that there's this like whole body intelligence that I wasn't listening to. And it was like, I was cutting myself off at the neck. Mm-hmm. 
And that was like, uh, and still is a practice for me to figure out like, uh, what, what am I listening to? And are all three parts of my body, my head, my heart, and my gut in, in alignment right now uh, with the, my decision-making? And I can promise you, Nicole, every time I'm unhappy with my decision, one of those three has not been um, online. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe it. That makes total sense. And I feel like, too, you know, decision making or how we show up in life and work, you know, it takes all three of those, you know, it all really they all kind of, you know, blend together. And, and it just affects so many different parts of our lives, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a process of learning to yeah. trust yourself, isn't it? Especially mm-hmm. if you're running a business. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Which, yeah, because, you know, we're doing it. We're like, nobody's here to tell us no. Nobody's here to tell us what to do, you know? Um, so there's a lot. There's, yeah, we've got to trust ourselves a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, okay. So, you know, you help solopreneurs, people just getting started, um, which I love too. I love helping new business owners with their marketing because that seems to be really overwhelming. So I love working Mm. with new business owners too. Um, So you talk about some time management mistakes. Um, So, and what are a few things that we think people who are just starting or, you know, even seasoned entrepreneurs um, to avoid um, so that they could, you know, be more efficient and, you know, grow quicker? Yeah. So the biggest one that I've noticed um, is about sizing things wrong and then being committed to the size of it. So a really good example is, you know, um, New Year's, you'll you'll start the new year and you'll be like, yes, it's Q1. I've got all these big goals and I'm going to knock them out the park. And by December, it's going to be like the biggest, bestest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And We've, we, we start with such like a, I love that expression of like a hiss and a roar. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is life comes at you and things take you off the path and it's totally okay that that happens, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. just normal. And, but we, we often find ourselves gripping on to those early goals that we set and like the size was just so big Mm -hmm. and what I've learned is that I'm like, okay, like let's we can like have a bit more spaciousness with this so that when something new comes in, it's like, how can you now right size it or resize it for right now? Mm-hmm. So your ambition can still be there, but to, to make sure that it's malleable and adaptable as life is raining down on you. <laughs> <laughs> and so that you can feel that you can still get through it because it, it won't be clear sailing all the way through the year. Yeah. So that's one of the big ones that I often find working with my clients. I love that. Cause yeah, it's kind of hard to, you know, we, yeah, we get excited and it's, and it also too, when you're, you know, newer into entrepreneurship, like, you know, the world seems like I'm going to, I'm going to conquer it all. But yeah, as you work through, and like you said, life takes you different directions. Um, yeah, being able to resize that and stay on tracks, you know, nonetheless, even though it's not what you thought, um, that's huge. Yeah. And that brings me into the second point, because if you like another thing that we have with time management is just that we're really like we get fixed on um, how we think our day should go or how it should look like. And instead, I often have to help my clients um think about treating it like an experiment. And this goes back to right-sizing things like, okay, like I think it'll be like 
X and then it ends up being like Z. <laughs> and with your the way that you think that you're going to work in your day is the same thing. So, you know, um, I think we can we don't have to work 15 hours if we're in our full-time jobs. You don't have to work another 15 hours on your business, right? So you could decide to do an hour a day, for example. And you might kind of get stuck on the idea that it has to be at a certain time of day. Yeah. Um, but you might realize, so let's say you decide to do it at 7 p.m. And you might realize 7 p.m. doesn't work for you because you're tired, your children need you, mm-hmm. um, and you're not actually excited about it at that time of night. Mm-hmm. And if after like two weeks of holding on to the 7 p.m., you can get really down on yourself that you haven't made much progress, like Mondays work for you at 7 p.m., but no other day. Mm-hmm. And you might want to like throw it all away. And instead, if you just treat it like an experiment and say, huh, this time of day does not work for me. My energy dips so low or my attention needs to be on my children. Mm-hmm. Then the experiment is saying, but where else in my day do I see more opportunity? And so, you know, for me, when I started out, it was, um, I thought it was going to be after work. And then I started doing it on my lunch hour. And on my lunch hour, what happened was like other people started coming to like talk to me. And I was like, I really need to spend this time building relationships because I was consulting um, in the businesses. So I was like, I actually have to sit here and build those relationships. And what I realized was the sweet spot of like, after I had commuted into an office, um, so this was pre the pandemic, I was like, after I commuted into an office, um, I would actually show up an hour earlier and sit somewhere where where my colleagues couldn't find me (laughs) and sit and start concentrating on the work. And I was so productive because I was like, it's in my zone and and I had a hard deadline. So then I had to show up for, for my colleagues and like show up to the work that I was doing. And that worked for me, but I really thought it was going to be after work. And I really (laughs) thought it was then going to be lunch. (laughs) And when both of those failed me, I was like, shit, I got to come up with something else. (laughs) Third time's a charm. Yeah. (laughs) So that experimentation is really important because Mm -hmm. I could have easily been just my clients, they get easily discouraged with that. Like, like I said, like my kids will go to bed and then I'll go ahead and do yeah. this. And I'm like, you're tired, babe. Right. Like, you're tired at that time of day. It's okay. Yeah. I know some people are night owls and that's when they feel alive. But yeah, I am definitely the like shut off after like 6 p.m. Just uh, it's, you know, after a date and kids and running around, like I just don't have the, the wherewithal, like mind wise to be able to put in a ton of concentration, you know, and focus. Um, yeah. But I, I love that you took that hour before because I think that's true too. Like, I think we can really accomplish a lot more in an hour than we realize, like at when we're put up to like a deadline, you know? Um, so yeah, I just, I love that, that you figured that out. And I like the experiment perspective because I do think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, especially new ones, you know, we're, they're ready to, you know, really get out there, put a lot of pressure on themselves because this is a big jump, you know? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, not looking at it, it's like, this has to work, like trying to, you know, fit it in like a circle into a, a square or vice versa. Um, but looking at it as an experiment, I love that because then it takes some of that pressure off. Absolutely. And like you said, people think that they can't really do much on an hour, but you'd be surprised. And there's this thing called um, Parkinson's law. And Parkinson's law is this idea that work expands to fill the time allotted for its completion. So if you actually give yourself like a shorter time frame and um, like, you know, and and this goes into my third point of like time, uh, like 
the mistakes we make is that like, if you get like a support person, so I'm going to use you, Nicole. So let's say I'm like, I'm going to now um, build my own podcast, which I'm not, by the way, but for example's <laughs> sake, I was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to have it um, out by the end of the year. And I can come to you and say, is that realistic? And you'll say, oh, that's like way too much time. <laughs> and then I can be like, oh, well, I could use all that time and my work will expand to fill it. But if you give me that um, sense of what's more realistic and you say you could do that in half the time, mm -hmm. then I can use my time more wisely and use it that way. So getting the right support around you is really important, but also knowing Parkinson's law is real. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, which I think you should start a podcast, by the way. Your voice is very soothing and beautiful. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I um but yeah that's uh, one more thing to add on but um so yeah oh I love that um yeah I just I love how you look at time management um and how to approach these different things because like I said I feel like there's a lot of kind of pressure around it and we tend to get rigid in our you know quote-unquote time management tasks um so I just I love your perspective yeah I'm all about making it as flexible as possible and um, because time is flexible, it's just us yeah. who make it really rigid. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, again, like if we're thinking about getting the support in place with the right people, whether it's your partner or a, a business bestie or um, advisors and, and experts like yourself, then, you know, it really helps you kind of see that you can be more flexible mm -hmm. um, and they'll offer you more grace and compassion that you're offering yourself because you're often hard on yourself as you're doing this. Yeah, <clears throat> true. I, I think we're hard on ourselves in a lot of different areas. Um, mm. but yeah, this definitely being one. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, so the next topic I wanted to talk about was confidence um, because I think this is another thing that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, um, you know, we all know we're, we need to be creating content online. Um, sometimes we get stuck on what type of content or kind of, you know, talk ourselves out of, you know, just hitting live and going. Um, that That's my own personal <laughs> uh, <laughs> hold up with uh, things like that. Um, so what is, you know, a secret that you could share for people to show up with confidence? Like when they're, they're creating, you know, content online, like even if, you know, we're scared of being judged or they're a new entrepreneur, things like that. Yeah. So I want to just address the scared of being judged is I always love to just like write down like my, like I have like an afraid of list essentially. Like what am I afraid of? Yeah. <laughs> so I will literally sit down and be like, oh, why do I, why am I so blocked to write this post or whatever? And I'll, I'll be like, oh gosh, what am I actually afraid of? But I write it out or I speak it out and then I answer it. And when I answer it, it's usually something really silly. And then I'm like, oh, like I'm afraid someone's going to judge me for it um, and think that it's like a, a dumb thing to say. And then I'll be like, but I like, I actually talked about it with my husband three days ago and he was like, that's really smart. <laughs> I was like, oh, so that's like completely made up and untrue. So I just wanted to address that, that it's like a really great way to like, um, like when the question comes up that you're like, oh, like what if I get judged? Be like, okay, well, I answer it. Well, what if? Right. So that's one thing. But um, the the biggest one that I often find with my clients is, and I just had this conversation yesterday with one, is she was talking about how she doesn't know how to build out her course because she feels like she's just going to regurgitate everything that she's learned from other people and from her her textbooks and all this kind of stuff. 
And then later in the conversation, completely unrelated, she had, she was talking about how when she sits down across from her clients or her friends, it just like she can intuitively tap into what they, what she needs to say and what they need to hear. And so I often like to position this because it's like, it's not really about what showing up will do for you. And for Mm -hmm. her, she's like, I have to show up for as an expert if I do this course. And I'm like, no, it's not, it's not about that. Mm -hmm. And what it really is, is about showing up in a way that you would for your best friend, Mm -hmm. your partner, or your child. And the way you show up with them is like, I'm going to give you like, all the best information, advice, support, space, and I will listen to you. Mm -hmm. And when we show up in that way, then we can start to translate that into these spaces like um, our post online. And I sit down and like... um, I, I'm in a habit of showing up on IG live and now that's not a thing. So I guess it's now like long reels. <laughs> and I always think to myself, I'm like, how would I explain this to one of my best friends? Or how would I explain this to someone or one of my clients when they're like, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, okay, well, actually, this is how I'd show up for them. So doing it like that and thinking not even about your ideal client, but how you show up with so much compassion for, like I said, your partner, your best friend, or your child in your life, and how deeply you want to support them. That's how, that's the position to put yourself in. So it's not about what it'll do for you, but it's about how and what it will do for them, like how it will affect them and what it will do for them. Yeah, I love that. What also too, it kind of, that takes the fear out of, you know what I mean? Like if you are thinking about how you would actually talk to, uh, you know, your, your child, your friends, like, and then that kind of changed, like changes how you're looking at it and how you would speak it. And to me, that makes me feel comforted instead of fearful. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because when you're like right now, you and I are having this conversation conversation and I'm showing up as your guest and I, I could be really worried. Like I can be like, Oh, what if Nicole's going to judge me? Or what if any of our listeners judge me? But instead I'm like, how can I show up powerfully mm-hmm. here for the one person, like my best friends? Nicole's going to be my BFF on this call. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're already there. <laughs> you know, okay. and she's going to appreciate what I have to say. And when she doesn't, she'll probably wrap me up and move me along. And that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love this. I, I love, yeah, like I said, your different perspective. It's not different. I just, I love how you approach um, these different you know, areas in our businesses um, in such like a, a way that is not pressure filled, like not super overwhelming. Um, and I think that will, that really just helps, you know, entrepreneurs, especially new ones, you know, because they're jumping into a lot of the unknown. And so any way that it's like a supportive way to help them through, it's just amazing. And I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, I do have one more topic I wanted to ask you about because I think yes. it's actually um, really something that we don't do enough as entrepreneurs. And so you talk about the underrated power of celebration and how it helps us go after our big goals. Um, yeah. So I was just wondering if you could speak to that a little bit because I love that. Absolutely. So um, whether it so there's internal and external factors, first of all, as to why we as humans do not celebrate ourselves enough. So, you know, we often have a tendency to downplay when someone compliments us. So someone will be like, oh my God, you did something amazing. And you'll be like, 
oh, that was just luck or, oh, you know, that's because Nicole made me sound great on this podcast, (laughs) you know, and I would be like, oh, her editor is amazing. And so (laughs) we do this thing where we deflect. And again, we've got um, cultural implications around that. You know, we might be in cultures where it's important to um, deflect because people have told you that you have to be humble Mm. and you shouldn't really be boasting as a word or, or, or come across as arrogance. So there's cultural reasons and there's also gender reasons. Um, as women, we have especially been told it's not becoming or it doesn't look nice for us to be um, sharing about ourselves and our wins and our accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Just really want to address it. Like there's like real cultural things that happen. And then as a result of that, we internalize that. Right. Mm-hmm. We internalize it and we make meaning of it and we misunderstand it. And so then we think that we can't uh, share what great things that we're doing. And like I said, we downplay, we dismiss. And actually, you're hurting yourself the most in that instance, mm-hmm. because when we're celebrating ourselves, um, we're actually showing up, uh, sorry, showing evidence for ourselves that we can do the next hard task. Mm -hmm. And when we celebrate ourselves, it it builds confidence in ourselves to do the next great thing. And then the last part about that is, is that when we show up for ourselves and and say like, I'm celebrating myself for um, completing this really hard task that, that gave me tears. Like, you know, you're, you figured out how to do a drip sequence on your email and that made you cry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That that has definitely happened. (laughs) right? (laughs) Definitely speaking from personal experience. (laughs) But when I finished it, (laughs) celebrating it then also gives my nervous system essentially the capacity to say, I can do bigger challenges. And it's like, whoo, and it's now showing safety in those hard patches. So we have so much to win from celebration, right? Like, don't we want to feel safe doing hard things? Don't we want to grow our confidence as we're going along? Um, Don't we want to build that evidence banks of good things? Because when we want to go for the good goals, we need the small wins to get there. Yeah, totally. Mm. So all of this to say, you need to be finding new and different ways to celebrate yourself. And there's things that you can do that are daily. There's things you can do quarterly, weekly, monthly, and yearly. So they don't all have to be, um, you know, popping champagne bottles every single time. But are you talking to me? Because that was that was pointing to me. (laughs) I am because I love that you have the bubbles in your business because to me that's celebratory, right? Mm -hmm. But pop the bottle for sure. I'm all about it. And um. My husband and I do this thing where we have um, these bottles of champagne that we've written down specific goals on them. And when we hit that goal, we pop that bottle. I love that. I've heard of other people doing that. I need to do that. I need to like um, get some really like not it doesn't have to be crazy expensive, but, you know, a little bit different than I would normally drink. um, Absolutely. And and my my, and again, it's it's me and my husband. And so the other one is, is that like when I do something like. Um, win the war against my email sequence. <laughs> <laughs> we go to my favorite cocktail bar 
and we enjoy one of these crazy cocktails for me because that deserves Mm -hmm. like a beautiful cocktail because I'm like, oh my goodness, that's great. But I also love cake. So I do cake for like bigger milestones for me. So it might not be the email sequence, but it might be that, um, you know, like I've done something really big and scary. Um, Mm -hmm. So um, showing up on podcasts is something for me that's big and scary. So this will be a thing for me to celebrate at the end of the year to be like, I'm really proud of myself and how far I've come. There will be a cake for that. Yes. Oh, I love cake too. Like cake is just the best. <laughs> Bubbles I'm, and cake. Exactly. I know. I mean, man, that's like a whole other arm of a podcast or business or something. <laughs> totally. I love that. And I, I think it's so true too. And I think also too, and we don't have to share every single time, you know, we pop a bottle or, you know, celebrate, but I do what I have noticed because a few times I'm like, oh God, I don't even want to, I don't want people to think I'm bragging or whatever. Like, but sometimes I'll share wins or milestones and people like are so supportive. Like I feel like as us personally, we're like, oh, it might come off as braggy. Other people see it as inspiration. And absolutely. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I I just, I love that you're saying that. And I, I, I agree. I think we should do it more. And I think we'd all be surprised too at how supportive and amazing um, our communities are because they, they want to see us all win. We all want to win, you know? Absolutely. And I really feel, Nicole, that you embody that spirit um, here. And like, that's like part of like your vibe with this podcast is like the way I feel it. It's like, let's, let's have a drink and celebrate. And it just feels so good to know that like when, for me, like you're talking about um, inspiration, I'm like, that's, that's the kind of person I want to hang out with. That's mm-hmm. the kind of person I want to collaborate with. That's the kind of person I want to do business with. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that it, it calls me forward um, when I'm celebrating and seeing you celebrate as well. And I feel like every podcast episode you do is like a cele- like a mini celebration. So I love that. Yay. Oh, thank you. Uh, that means a lot. Because, yeah, um, I don't know if you've ever heard, like when I first started the podcast, I was so scared. It was so out of my comfort zone. Um you know, and so just, you know, and then as you do things long enough and you're like, do you know, do people still feel the vibe? Do they still get value out of it? So thank you for sharing that because um, that means a lot. Oh, we're still feeling the vibe. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. So this is my favorite <clears throat> quick question um, that I ask everybody. What is your favorite or most effective way that you market your business? <clears throat> Oh, wow. Right now probably is um, like doing the lives. And also um, I'm doing this thing where I am growing my um, audience. And so right now I'm really enjoying showing up and being on someone's podcast. Mm -hmm. And I love it because I love being in conversation with people. Mm -hmm. And your energy that you bring to the conversation is so important. Um, and it allows me to feel comfortable and uh, share my own work as well. So it's probably my favorite because I love being in conversation. Yay. That's awesome. Are you on other podcasts? So everybody, okay. And also too, while I'm on that, where could everybody find information on that? I'll put it in the podcast notes too. But if you want to share just like your Instagram or wherever they can find all that information, um, that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, um, if someone's looking to grow their business while still in their full-time job and and they're curious about any of this stuff that we've talked about, uh, I'm willing, I'm not willing, I am offering <laughs> complimentary one-to-one coaching. And it's like pure coaching. Um, so I had a client who came to me struggling with overwhelm and resistance to create her 90-day plan. 
or she wasn't my client at the time. And um, we we worked on a strategy that worked for her business. Mm -hmm. And she really felt like she didn't know how to create a strategy and the idea intimidated her. Mm But she knew it was a critical piece to have in order to start covering her path out for out of her nine to five. And just after that one call that we did, she was able to create her 90 day plan. And she took like what we call aligned action to immediately start implementing. That's amazing. Yeah. So if anyone listening is looking for results like that, they can book in a uh, complimentary one-on-one coaching call with me. They can click the link in your show notes mm-hmm. or they could DM me. Let's do lunch at Amy underscore Cunliffe on Instagram and I can send the link. But if that feels like super overwhelming, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd also love to offer your listeners my free lunch and learn workshop breakthrough imposter syndrome. Mm, and that sounds great. It is. <laughs> it's so great because it's 30 minutes. So it's short and sharp and you can really overcome any overwhelm and then take aligned action again, because this is a key part of the way that I work with my clients. And often they can then take the next right step for themselves. And again, it's in the show notes or you can DM me. And this one would just be DM me lunch and learn and Instagram. And I can send you the link. Awesome. Yeah, I will be sure to include all that information in the show notes. Um, Awesome. Okay. I have a few just real quick, like um, your five favorites questions. Um, Yeah. So yeah. What's your favorite book? Oh my goodness. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a quick question. How long is a piece of string? There's too many good ones. There really are. It's insane. (laughs) Um. Right now, I'm reading Stealing Fire for the Second Time by Stephen Kotler and Jimmy Wheel. And this is really about finding flow and how flow affects your work. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. Wait, what is it called again? I'm going to write it down. Yeah. Stealing Fire. And it's by Stephen Kotler and Jamie Wheel. And these two guys are like next level amazing. They they both do flow research. Mm. um, And they've worked with like... NASA and Navy SEALs and all sorts of crazy people and businesses. So if you're really into understanding more about flow, um, follow them, but also that the book Stealing Fire is a great place to start. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we do a book club um, in like our little Bubbles and Biz community. And I've been trying to think of what we were going to have for October, but that one sounds phenomenal. So I think that's going to be our pick. Oh, um, wonderful. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is your favorite thing to drink? And it can be anything. Okay, so right now I'm super into having what uh, I'm calling functional lattes. And I don't know if that's like the normal name for them. Like I haven't done enough research into it. (laughs) Functional (laughs) latte. Uh, I'm having them three times a day. That's how into it I am. Is like, um, it's got ashwagandha and it's got like all the the good adaptogen mushrooms. And and so ashwagandha is an adaptogen. So it's got like reishi or lion's mane. And I use one in the morning for energizing and it's got maca in it. And then I use another one at bedtime um, and that has uh, magnesium and zinc in it. So really into functional lattes right now. Awesome. I'm going to have to Google that. That sounds, I haven't, I haven't even heard that term, but that sounds amazing. Yeah. So instead of having coffee, um, it's like better ways to pep up your energy. And then, like I said, like these mushrooms you can use. Um, it sounds so funny because I, I say to my husband all the time, I'm like, I'm on the shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, go you. <laughs> um, awesome. And the one that I have in the middle of the day is also a functional latte, but I use um, 
cacao and like from like a cacao block. Um, and so cacao also has all those kinds of like great things like magnesium and whatever else in it. That's really good for you. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Mm. Okay. Good to know. Um, what is your favorite thing to do to relax? Okay. So if I want deep relaxation and going into flow, it will be float therapy. So going into a float tank, I come out of it and it is really like when all my creativity comes to me. And I also feel really like I've reset myself as a human. But on a day-to-day, it's literally a cup of tea, a good book, um, a little bit of acoustic music mm-hmm. on a couch with my husband and my cat. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing to watch if you watch anything? Oh, what am I currently watching that I loved? Okay, everyone loves the bear, but I loved the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have not heard of that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> is it like, what is it on? What uh, platform? Do, oh, oh uh, good question. I don't know because you're in America. <laughs> oh, true. Okay. I will have to Google it. Um, um, for me, it's on Disney plus, but I don't know if that's like a regional thing, but the bear is um, a TV show, a fictional TV show about a guy who come, who comes from like five-star restaurant Michelin star restaurant background and he comes home to take over his brother's like sandwich shop because his brother has passed away and it is a phenomenal show yeah that's all I'll say because you haven't seen it so I can't okay. like, yeah no I'm excited I just wrote that one down too <laughs> and we have Disney plus so I'll check there first <laughs> beautiful awesome um and your last question where is your favorite place to travel to oh really hard um Right now, okay, so I'm going to context this, which is I live in New Zealand and Fiji is a hop, skip and a jump away from me. Uh, It's only like a three hour flight. So I need to context this for you. (laughs) And (laughs) because I'm going to say Fiji, um, and I've been really fortunate to be able to go kind of semi regularly, (laughs) which sounds crazy to people in North America. (laughs) Yeah, it seems pretty far away. Um, I have heard it's amazing, like just breathtaking. Yes, it is. It is beautiful. And um, yeah, who doesn't love to be on island vibe beach right. times? Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, we're just not like I can feel fall settling in here in Oregon, which is actually my favorite uh, season. Yeah. But um, I don't know. There's something about just a warm, hot beach with sand like that. Just Oh, yeah. So um, I love that. Um, okay. Awesome. Like, um, if you want to just share your website one more time so everybody can hear that, um, that would be great. And then that way they can connect and get the lunch and learn and all of your amazing um, expertise. Perfect. So thank you, Nicole. So yeah, my website is my name, amycunliffe.com. And um, I use Amy underscore Cunliffe on my Instagram. Come over to Instagram, have a chat. I love chatting. So if you haven't noticed. (laughs) (laughs) I know this has been amazing. Um, Yeah, I just love everything that you've shared. So I'm so happy that we were able to connect. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for hosting me. Um, It's been so wonderful. I really appreciate it. And you're just such a great host. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming and thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to this week's Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you're frustrated with your marketing efforts and you're ready to master your marketing and grow your business, I'd love to help you. Head to nb.marketing services to learn more.